Listeners, you can now own your very own copy of ParCast's first book. It's called Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. And you can purchase it today at parcast.com slash cults. We're celebrating this launch by highlighting the 10 cults and cult leaders featured in the book. Up next, David Koresh, The Branch Davidians, and a standoff that made international headlines. Enjoy this clip and be sure to order your copy of Cults Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. Visit parcast.com slash cults to order your copy today. After failing to find success in L.A., Vernon returned to Texas. He was still captivated by the Book of Revelation and felt strongly that the end of the world was near. Everything in his life felt heightened to him, and his long-standing belief that the end of the world was close, which was fostered by Seventh-day Adventism, made every trial and tribulation he faced have even greater meaning. It was all part of a grander scheme. But how did Vernon Howell make the transition from a hapless, Bible-focused outsider to David Koresh, leader of the Branch Davidians? Well, apocalyptic orientations were common in the run-up to the end of the first millennium. There could be no more seemingly powerful date than the one that marked the passage of 1,000 years after Christ. The coming turn of the century was ripe territory for doomsday imaginings. And Vernon knew from the book of Revelation that if the end was near, there must be someone on earth with God's message, a prophet. Vernon's mother told him she'd heard of just such a woman near Waco, Texas. In 1981, 22-year-old Vernon set out for the Branch Davidian compound, Mount Carmel, 10 miles outside of Waco, Texas. The Branch Davidians were literally a branch from the larger tree of Seventh-day Adventism. In 1929, a group broke off from the Seventh-day Adventists and became the Davidian Seventh-day Adventists. They believed that descendants of the biblical King David would return to rule over Palestine. They established the compound at Mount Carmel in 1935. In the 1960s, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventists splintered again. The new heirs to Mount Carmel called themselves the Branch Davidians, having branched from their previous group. The Branch Davidians were initially led by George Rodin. They believed the apocalypse was imminent, that the biblical events that described the run-up to the end of the world were already happening. They lived with a level of excitement and fear about the possibility of eternal life. They were an evangelical denomination and tried to build their congregation in order to save souls. When George Rodin was ailing, his widow Lois Rodin took over, declaring she's had a vision, a prophecy about the feminine Holy Spirit. She was in power when Vernon found the Branch Davidians. On his first visit in 1981 to Mount Carmel, Vernon heard 61-year-old Lois Rodin preach. Her message about the feminine Holy Spirit resonated with his own ideas. He was taken with her and her teachings and quickly became her right-hand man. He traveled with her to recruit followers. Some people thought that they were married, and it is widely believed that they were sleeping together. Vernon believed the Holy Spirit would shine upon them, and he would make Lois pregnant with the Chosen One. And there's ample biblical precedent for children being born of older parents. For example, John the Baptist's father was 99, and his mother 88 when he was born. And Vernon, believing he would father the Chosen One with a woman in her 60s, certainly resonates with the idea that he might have been a pathological narcissist. Lois professed to be the incarnation of the feminine Holy Spirit, the maternal counterpart to God the Father. It's not a far stretch to say that Vernon craved a reliable, loving mother figure and was all too happy to find that safety and comfort with Lois. 
Though their age difference was significant, it didn't trouble the Branch Davidians. That is, except for Lois's son, George Roden. George was known to be unstable, and having watched his mother succeed his father, he assumed he'd be next in line for leadership of the group. But Vernon had Lois's attention, and the attention of many of her followers, which put him and George at odds. And George eventually challenged Vernon to an extremely strange duel. Could one of these men raise someone from the dead? Be sure to order your copy of Cults Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. It's now available in hardcover and as an audiobook at parcast.com slash cults. Thanks so much for listening.